This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Good afternoon to you, and we will have a complete update uh, from Bob Comsec at 1 o'clock on the situation in London. If you've been following along, there's been an, a terrorist incident, at least that's what London police are calling it until they know otherwise, involving a gun and a knife at Britain's Parliament. Uh, Witness accounts, uh, as well as police, say a man stabbed a police officer outside Parliament. It appears that that man has since been shot. We also know that one woman has died, but that is unknown how or why. It could be related to reports of a vehicle hitting pedestrians on nearby Westminster Bridge. And the British Prime Minister, Theresa May, is safe but has been taken out of Parliament. Again, we'll have a full update with Bob Comsick at 1 o'clock. Right now, we're talking about distracted driving. It continues to be the biggest cause of deadly accidents on Ontario highways. And joining us here in studio is OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt to discuss the 2,400 distraction-related charges over March break on Ontario highways. That seems like a massive number of charges. It does seem like a huge number. The thing is, we do that kind of enforcement every single day of the year. Uh, I'm not saying that those numbers uh, maybe aren't more than a normal week, but when we compare it to previous years, when we've done the same campaign, uh, not that out of line, although last year was a bit of a blip where we actually had a reduction in uh, the number of charges that were laid. Around 1,700 were, were laid in 20. 20- uh, 16, but back in 2015, 14, and 13 and beyond, it was all in the uh, mid to low 2,000 charges for that March break. And week. is it comparing apples to apples? You have the same number of officers yeah. out watching? Yeah. and That's right, yeah. Nothing really... Uh hugely different in terms of our response of how we do this. It is one of the big four issues that we see across the province. Like you said, the last four years, uh, distracted driving has been the number one killer on provincial highways as a causal factor. And it's not only cell phone use, uh, distraction and inattention. It's all uh, part and parcel with that. So it, it may include holding your cell phone, but it may also involve other activities as well. And we've had stories even this past week of drivers doing all sorts of things that uh, would uh, normally <laughs> be reserved for someplace outside of the vehicle, but uh, we find it in the cars when people are just running late and uh, and they're putting themselves and everybody else at risk. Because Wouldn't it be fair to say, though, that the cell phone has been the major uh, reason for the influx in distracted driving charges? Well, I think so. That, and that's uh, the legislation that came out uh, years ago, speaks directly to that. Holding a handheld communication device, that is the the biggest issue because when you're holding your phone, you're likely going to be down looking at it as well. We get so many calls and complaints about cars sitting at red lights and the light turns green and and no one moves except for everybody in the back is just waiting for this car to move and their head is buried in their lap and you don't know what's going on and obviously they're up on their phone. And that's that's such a a big uh, thing of frustration that we see all over the place. Rush hour traffic, highway speed, low speed, in town, out of town. Uh, people just want to be connected, and uh, it's that, that that culture of uh, always always having that circle around you 
keeping you up to date with everything that's going on around the world. Yeah, it's that inability to just put it aside for fear that you'll miss something or maybe your boss will want to respond so you right. feel anxious that you need to get back on the phone yeah. to, to respond when it's a, it's more than completely acceptable to say, I was driving. You know, And I've seen some people will actually put that on their voicemail. If I'm driving, I will not answer the phone. That's a good idea. And Absolutely. Why not? And so then your boss or your your wife or husband or spouse or someone who uh, is looking for you th- is thinking, well, he, he might be on the road or she might be on the road right now. So I'll just leave a message and he'll get back to me when he when he can. I so, think that we uh, should all re-record our voicemail today and include that. Absolutely. Why I really, not? I like that a lot. Yeah. If I don't answer the phone, I may be driving. Please yeah. leave a message. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good. Let's uh, take your phone calls as well. Sam in Brantford, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Yes, good afternoon. How are you doing? Well, how are you? Not too bad. Well, I've been saying this for the very first time uh, cell phones were invented. I think they, the phones should be confiscated and uh, with, a, with a, a two numbers on an envelope. Uh, the first number is given to the person that's uh, the, the offense, and the, the other number is uh, on, on the envelope. And it, uh, the envelope would be brought over to the nearest police station where the offense occurred. And then the person that has that phone confiscated goes back to that same police station and picks up the phone, shows your ID number that they're given, and uh, retrieves the phone. I think it's the only way you're going to stop it because what is in place right now or has been for the past several years is not working. Well, yeah, uh, suspensions and confiscations, you know, that's obviously something that government needs to decide. Uh, we do that already with uh, stunt drivers and drivers well, who are Well, I've been, I've been talking to, uh, uh, you know, the, the people in charge, not the OPP, but the, the police and uh, the people charged in, in politi- you know, the politicians, right. but they don't seem to answer my question as to confiscate the phone. Well, that's a, it is a good question for our Transportation Minister, Stephen Del Duca. Sure, why not? He, because he, at some point they did decide that if you're driving 50 k over the limit in Ontario, you'll have you, you'll be charged with stunt driving yeah. and your vehicle gets taken vehicle's away. Vehicle's automatically impounded. Uh, if you get caught with a radar detector, that radar detector is automatically impounded and seized right there on the spot. And so, uh, you know, taking a, a vehicle from a driver can uh, can certainly <laughs> cause some emotions and make a grown man cry. And, <laughs> and, yes. and, and losing your phone uh, could have equal amount of uh, implications and ramifications on that as well, because that is your life uh, essentially revolves around these phones and these connections and and networks and so on. So it's not. It's so much more than just uh, a phone. It's it's now your communication. It's your internet. It's your email. It's your browser. It's it's everything. It's all your contacts. Uh, people's lives are in these phones. And so uh, if they were losing their phone, you know, I'm sure that would uh, have some some change. But people, how, how viable is that? To, well, to I mean, in the same way that the stunt driving charges came about the way that they did, uh, is there any kind of push to uh, heighten the penalties for distracted driving by using a handheld device? Well, we're not uh, advocating for any changes in, in penalties or sanctions or anything at, the, at this point. That's up to the government to decide what they want to do and how they want to uh, uh, change legislation. We enforce the legislation as it stands. Penalties have gone up. It was at $140, $150 uh, five years ago. It slowly went up to 280 and now it's $490. There's three demerit points associated with uh, that charge upon conviction. Penalties can go up to $1,000 as well. But for us, when we look at the overall numbers, sure, 2,400 charges were laid last week. The real, the real issue is the fact that 11 people died already this year because of distraction or inattention. Not, not necessarily saying they were all on their phone at the time or someone else was on their phone, but some sort of inattention, driver focus, is, is the issue that where people are falling down and, and not focusing on the road and focusing on the task of what they need to be doing. So 
if it is a phone or if it's something else, people are dying because of this. And that is relevant when you look at the first two and a half months of the year. 11 people died as a result of distracted driving, almost triple. I read that on your news release, what it was last year. Yeah, absolutely. We had four the same period last year. We are up to 11 right now for this year, all under that causal factor of distraction or inattention. Uh, Well in excess of aggressive driving, well in excess of impaired drivers, uh, and uh, seatbelt uses the other, other category as well. So those are the big four, and those are the issues that we're dealing with and we're focusing on every single day of the year. This March break was the was the week where we want to raise the attention. And what we really want to do is empower passengers, empower loved ones who have influence on uh, on drivers and, and hold them accountable, make sure they understand that distracted driving will not be tolerated. Including children, right? I, do you know what? I think <laughs> I think kids can be the biggest influencer yeah. on drivers up front. And I have a deal with my kids, too. If they ever see me even looking at my phone, they call me out on that. And I tell them, if it's important, if it's, if it's uh, something that I need to attend to, I will pull over, park, and stop. And I will uh, make that call where it's safe to do so, not at a red light, but someplace safe. And if it's not important, and, it, and it's not usually important, uh, it can wait. It's not that important. We can uh, we can defer that. What kind of language are you suggesting that passengers use? So you're, you're in the car with your husband or your wife or your friends without causing a fight, an argument of some sort. How can you politely suggest, I don't, it's the same sort of thing as saying, I don't want you to smoke in the car. Yeah, just like uh, you're not going to get into a vehicle with a drunk driver. If you're out uh, at a club or a bar, you're drinking all night and the driver says, I'll take you home and he's been drinking. Well, no, you're not going to take me home because you've been drinking. I don't I don't want to get in a vehicle that has an impaired driver. And if you see the driver now grabbing their phone, tell them, put that phone down. Put the phone, I, yeah, put the or, phone away. Or give it to me. Give it to me. I will make that phone call. Yeah. I will send that text message. I will check your navigation. I will, I will get the playlist going for your music or your Bluetooth. Uh, vehicles have Bluetooth connectivity. There's so many things that these vehicles can do now to be connected, to do voice commands and voice... Uh, voice everything. Now, keep in mind, cognitively, doing all those things as well takes away some of your mental capacity for focusing on the road. And I'm sure people driving down the road, if you've ever been involved in a in a, just a in-depth conversation, even on a Bluetooth, you'll all of a sudden like, go past your exit and you'll wonder, oh, shoot, I, I missed my exit. Where uh, where am I going? i got to turn around now because I was so engrossed in this conversation. It's it, it takes away your mental capacity as well. So that's one of those things you need to be aware of. It's not just holding the phone. It's uh, it's having your eyes down and having your, your mind not thinking about what's coming up in front of you. Right. So designate all those tasks to your co-pilot, to your passenger. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You get them working, too. For sure. That's the uh, you know, I've seen some uh, some videos in the past where there was a, a clip where a passenger was saying, well, now it's my job to uh, to watch out for the road. So if the driver's distracted, I'll tell him, well, no, that's the exact opposite of what needs to happen. If the driver's being distracted, you take away those distractions and let him focus on the road. As a passenger, you can do whatever you need to do. That's fine. But uh, we don't want to have someone being impaired by a device. It's not the device that, that is the core problem. It's the distraction of that device or whatever else it is. If you're having lunch, eating breakfast, um, Brushing your teeth, uh, like one story had uh, this uh, this past week, where a driver stopped a guy for for brushing his teeth on the highway. So, oh, that's a new one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I hadn't heard that one before. It either. used to be the women women would curl their hair, yeah, right? Well, and you know, we we see that as well. Putting on makeup yeah. and reading books and reading newspapers, uh, all sorts yeah. of things. Daydreaming, just looking at the sunset or, and looking anywhere except for where you're going, and that's that's the issue.
416-360-0740, If you'd like to join the conversation with OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt about texting and driving, distracted driving in general, how we can solve the problem, how you solved your own problem. Stephen Brampton, go ahead. You're up next. Yes, I have a uh, number one. I'm totally against people on their phones and driving. Um, I, I have a question, though. You're talking about 2,400 charges. How many of those charges, if you know, uh, Constable Terry, how many are outside of the GTA versus in the GTA? Uh, in the GTA, well, those are provincial numbers right now. And the uh, yes. outside or within the GTA, I'm just trying to go by memory here right now, I think we are around eight or 900 charges. I think we're the ones that were just inside the GTA. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, do you know what? I'll have to get back to you. I'll I'll see. I'll post that up on my on my Twitter account if I can get the GTA numbers. I don't have that. So in the front four, of me. the four hundred four, four hundred one, four twenty seven, QEW, yeah, yeah. four hundred three. Like I'm I'm concerned because of this private members bill that's saying you know let's create stops all along the four hundred one for four cell phones. Right, and and those exist already. The the tech stops uh, at the service centers. Uh, there's signs as well that you can pull into a service center. Uh, you got Wi-Fi there, and you can do your stuff. And, uh, there is a private members bill right now, Vic Fideli, uh, yeah. MPP. He's uh, but he's he's advocating for people to be able to pull right off, do their business on their cell phone, and get back on. So I mean, if there's money to fund these stops or private enterprise to take part in them, it mm-hmm. ultimately is, would be a good idea. If it takes, uh, it, it gives them opportunity to check on their phones uh, when they're when they're driving. Uh, my understanding is right now there are some of those established uh, locations on the service centers where you can pull in and do your thing. Uh, you can get off at an exit. You can go to a gas station, go to a parking lot, and. and any place safe, but we don't want you just uh, stopping and, and doing that while you're driving down the highway or in a municip- on a residential road and just uh, pulling up to a stop sign and a red light and then going at your phone. Sergeant Schmidt, do you think we'll get to the point where texting and driving, being distracted, will have this the same negative uh, sentiment that drinking and driving has? Well, obviously, the consequences can be similar or even more devastating because we've seen that already. There's more people dying because of distraction and attention than there are by impaired drivers right now in terms of our statistics. But uh, I, I think we've still got a long way to go in making it socially unacceptable. The the connection and the attraction we have to our phones is uh, un, uh, unrelenting. We want to we wanna be connected to them. Our vehicles are becoming more and more connected to our phones as well. So there's so many more uh, devices or, or connections that that we can do remotely and Bluetooth through our vehicle that's not actually using our phone. So we want to make that socially unacceptable. We can't do it ourselves. We need help from everybody. So those of you that have influence on drivers, we want you to speak up and, and express your concerns over that attitude and then also set the example and, and be the role model for those so that you know, so other people will know that if I'm getting this car, the phone is not going to be yeah, a distraction. We can we can still have a conversation. We can still talk. But those phones are just uh, one of the biggest things that we see over and over again. And who knows how many countless more collisions are happening may not result in serious injuries and maybe just a fender bender uh, on a street. But 
Those are inconveniences. Those are things that we're paying for through insurance and through delays on the highways. Every time there's a crash, it is something that uh, we just need to continue advocating for and, and spreading that word and, and changing the the, the attitudes. And, and the reminding social. yourself, too, that you are an example for your children, your grandchildren. Exactly. What they see, how you act behind the wheel is something that they will tend to emulate, good or bad. For sure. Their kids can always do things better than their parents. I, I know that was what I thought when I was a kid as well. And so uh, you may be in your in your vehicle and your uh, young ones, one, two, three, four, and five-year-olds are watching you on their phone. But would you want your 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kid uh, driving and being distracted? I would, I would hazard to say not. Right. So the fact is they will, they will do as they see. And if they think mom and dad can do it, they're going to do it as well. So you have to start early and you have to change those attitudes. And, and, uh, but we see it in all ages, in all levels, in all drivers. It does, it's not just uh, young drivers or older drivers or business people. It's across the board. Men or women, doesn't matter. They're all on their phones all the time. Let's see if we can get one more call in here. Bill from Bolton, uh, go ahead. What would you like to say? Yes. Um, hello. I was just, uh, it's um, an idea, and I'm thinking this would probably work. If there was some sort of device that that the uh, car manufacturers set up, or even the CRTC, that if, the, if that vehicle was in gear, that phone would not operate. We've had that yeah. suggestion in the past. It's yeah. not a bad suggestion. No, it's a it's a it's a plausible uh, suggestion. Obviously, the only issue is passengers and and kids in the back. They're allowed to use their phones. If you're taking the go train into town, you're on the bus. You're in you're in drive. You're uh, you're moving because you know, these vehicle these phones all have uh, GPS connections. They know when you're moving, and uh, sometimes phones will even tell you are you are you driving. It, it looks like you're driving right now, or are you a passenger? So uh, there's ways of of getting around that. You know, it, it sounds like a great idea. I think there's lo- there's some obstacles to that as well. You know, everything is going to have its pros and cons, but uh, really, it comes down to social attitudes and and having driver focus on driving. And everybody else can can uh, knock themselves out having fun uh, playing their games and doing their stuff on their phones as a passenger. But again, it's that it's that uh, one position in the vehicle that is coveted that needs to be uh, the priority, and that's and the you, one that's getting everyone home safe. You need to focus. Well, you've taught me two things today about the voicemail. I'm changing my voicemail <laughs> to good. say if I, if I don't pick up the phone, it's because I'm driving. Uh, and also the, the conversation that you're, you're asking of passengers Absolutely. to say to the driver, don't pick up your phone when you're driving. You're yeah. putting us all at risk here. And if you are driving, you have kids with you or other people, like have them have a deal. Make them accountable to you and, and back and forth. And and uh, let's just uh, change, change that attitude. Yep. Absolutely. OPP Sergeant Kerry Schmidt, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.